This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So, and we're all about parenting, it's called in America today. By the way, that word, parenting, the use of the word parent to form or create a verb has only been around for 40 years. Its origin is the title of a 1970 book called How to Parent by psychologist Fitzhugh Dodson. How about that? You just learned something new. Before Dodson transformed a noun into a verb, it was called raising kids, upbringing, things like that. It now has, the word parenting has a technological sort of aura to it, in my estimation, Consistent with the idea that parenting is some sort of interpersonal technology that can be mastered by consulting with enough of the right experts. And yes, I understand the irony in that statement. Absolutely. Even though I am known as a parenting expert by the media and most people, I still believe that the person that you ought to be consulting in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases, if you're having a problem with a child or a child rearing issue is uh, your child's grandmother, great grandmother, great grandfather, grandfather, somebody who's got a lot of feet on the ground experience with children and if somebody in your own extended family isn't available, then then someone in your church or your neighborhood, some trusted older person who has the experience necessary to give good advice. So anyway, the subject of today's show is progressivism. At least that is somewhat the subject of today's show. What is a progressive A progressive is a person who believes that there are new things under the sun. Biblical conservatives believe there is nothing new under the sun. God, through his word, his revelation, has given us everything we need to know how to live a proper life. But contrast that with the progressive belief that... Ideas are evolutionary. They have a Darwinian concept of ideas. They believe that just as, and this is what they believe, not what I believe, just as species evolve into newer and better species over time, so ideas evolve into new and better ideas over time. Progressives, and I've said this many times on this program, they they have no fence around their thinking. They have no means of containing their thought process. We biblically grounded people, 
we have a fence around our thinking. It's called scripture. It's called God's word. And God's word keeps us and our thinking limited, if you will. We may venture at times outside the thinking boundaries established for us by God through his special revelation. But when we do so, if we are biblically literate, then we know that we have ventured outside those parameters and we adjust our thinking accordingly. And this is in part what Paul means when he says that Scripture is sufficient for reproof and instruction and correction. God's Word is sufficient for telling us how to live a proper life, keeping us on track. Not so with progressives. By definition, progressives are atheists. They may not admit to atheism, but they are atheists. If you do not believe in the one God, the one true God, Yahweh, then you are, in my estimation anyway, it's, I guess it's debatable, it's arguable, but you are an atheist. And progressives may claim that they believe in some positive force in the universe or some source of all life in the universe, etc., 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 but this is blah, 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 blarney. They don't believe in anything credible. They have no belief in truth. Therefore, they are A, without theists. They are without God. So you may be wondering what all this has to do with the raising of children, and I'm going to get to that in just a second, but bear with me. I was speaking somewhere in America within the last six months or so, and I talked about how in front of this audience, I talked about the influence of relativism, which is one of the centerpieces of progressive philosophy, the idea that there are no standards, fixed, immutable standards governing anything, governing concepts of right and wrong, good and evil, and that relativism has evolved to the point where now there are supposedly no standards concerning gender. And a fellow came up to me during the break, and he said, John, it can't get any worse, can it? And I said, no, 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 you you watch, you watch what's going to happen. Again, these people have no fence around their thinking. They have no boundaries to their thinking. And they have taken relativism now, and this was maybe six, eight months ago, to the point where they claim there are no fixed immutable standards concerning gender, that you can biologically be a male and credibly claim to be a female and vice versa. And I said to this fellow, now you watch what's going to happen. Now people are going to begin claiming that they are not human, that they are a different species. And indeed, this is beginning to happen And as usual, the progressive elites are pushing this. Miley Cyrus, the other day, came out and she now claims that she is not human, that she is no species at all, that she is some, I guess what, whatever, universal entity. 
And I, I heard that, and I was reminded of Paul's letter, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. And I'm going to paraphrase here. I don't have my Bible open in front of me to Colossians 2, 8, but where he warns prophetically against becoming deceived by novel philosophies that depend not on Christ, not on the Word made flesh, but instead depend on man's own thinking, his own tradition, his own habits. And this is what we're seeing unfolding in front of us. And the rapidity of this is startling. The acceleration of this is is startling. And in my estimation, it indicates that we are rapidly entering the end times. And by the way, I don't claim to be an expert on that subject. I, I, you know, I read a lot, and my primary reading is in the field of theology. Believe it or not, I, I don't read parenting books. I, 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 I don't feel that I need to, to tell you the truth. For my understanding of children and my understanding of proper child rearing, I rely on the Bible, and I rely on tradition, parenting tradition in Western civilization. I rely on how I was born, uh, not born, how I was raised. And I am a member of the last generation of American children to be raised properly by people who knew what they were doing, by people who were grounded in common sense. The Bible tells us that we have certain things written on our hearts, and I am convinced that God has written on our hearts certain critical understandings concerning children and certain critical understandings concerning how he wants us as his proxies in the childering process to raise his children. And I believe that when childering was a non-intellectual undertaking, it has since become an intellectual undertaking. And by that, I mean that today's parents think a lot. My parents didn't think a lot. And by the way, they were very smart people. But when it came to raising me, they weren't thinking about this. But in those days, prior to the psychological parenting revolution of the 1960s, people knew what they were doing. They were in touch with intuition and common sense, which is our language for those things that are written on our hearts by God. And over the last uh, 40 to 50 years, since the advent of the professional parenting expert, we have pushed a process that is done properly from the heart up into the head. And the head, folks, is the source of anxiety, guilt, worry, stress, etc., 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 which describes those words, the mental state of many an American parent these days, and especially many an American mother. We're rapidly approaching the end of this segment, so I'm going to wrap it up 
by saying if you want to learn more about my parenting ministry, you can go to my website, John Rosemond, J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D.com. And I'll be back in just a minute with more progressive parenting news. You won't believe it. Welcome back to the show. Glad you could stay with us if you have stayed with us and if you're just joining us. I'm John Roseman, your host. The show is called Because I Said So, and it can be heard every Saturday on American Family Radio stations all across the United States of America at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Central Time, and you can do the math from there. And the show is about uh, raising kids, and it is called Because I Said So for a number of reasons. Number one, because those four words are associated with a traditional biblical perspective on children and child-rearing. And secondly, it's a rather tongue-in-cheek title, Because I Said So, and it's self-referential, if you will, because I said so. (laughs) This is the way it is, because John Roseman says so, and I am being rather wry in, uh, in so doing. So anyway, in the first part of the show, I talked about progressivism, and that was a buildup to the fact that there are new ideas proliferating in parenting just as there are new ideas proliferating in every area of culture, courtesy of progressives, people who have no fence around their thinking, there are new ideas proliferating in parenting as well. And I ran across one of these the other day, actually a, uh, a reader slash listener, person who identified themselves as someone who reads my nationally syndicated newspaper column on a regular basis and occasionally listens to this radio radio show, sent this to me saying that this was very concerning to her and wanted me to comment on it. So I'm going to. This was um, a bit that I found or this person found and sent to me from Yahoo News. Yahoo News, I'm going to read it to you. Some mothers of infant children are positing that they can teach their infant sons not to become part of rape culture by asking their sons permission before they pick them up. Some mothers of infant children are positing that they can teach their infant sons. Now, this is children who are between birth and, what, two years of age, 18 months of age, they can teach their infant sons not to become part of rape culture by asking their sons permission before they pick them up. Heat Street, whatever that is, I guess that's some you know progressive blog or something, reports that last week Nisha Moodley, mother of six-month-old Raven, Raven is a boy, 
posted a selfie on Instagram with Raven with this explanation and the selfie, these uh, egomaniacal photographs that people who are egomaniacal uh, maniacal take of themselves constantly. Uh, and, and by the way, I've taken a selfie or two with somebody, but, you know, I don't constantly do it everywhere I go like these people do. She, uh, the, the selfie in question was posted on Yahoo News along with this article and uh, the mother and the child in this photograph, and, and the child is very cute and the mother is attractive, but, you know, she's got a progressive symbol, you know, this, this thing through her nose that instantly identifies her as a selfie, uh, not a selfie, a progressive <laughs> And so anyway, Heat Street reports that last week, Nisha Moodley, mother of six-month-old Raven, posted a selfie on Instagram with Raven with this explanation. So now this is Nisha Moodley talking. Since the moment he was born, we've always asked before we pick him up. I always feel for his yes. Why? Because we want him to know that his body is his and that others' bodies are theirs and no one gets to make choices about someone else's body. Well, how ridiculous is that? Uh, Nisha, do you bathe your child? Uh, Yes, so you're making a choice about his body. Do you feed your child? Yes, so you're making a choice about his body. Do you clothe your child? Do you wrap your child in, in, in insulated clothing before you take him outside in cold weather? Yes. Therefore, you're making choices about his body. What an absolutely silly thing to say that uh, we want him to know that his body is his and that no one gets to make choices about someone else's body. And then there's hashtag lessons in sovereignty, hashtag born free, hashtag end rape culture, side note. If you ever want to hold someone else's baby, my suggestion is to ask the parent and then ask the child. It always touches my heart when someone takes a moment to connect with Raven and says, Can I hold you, dude? And then Yahoo News goes on to say, in the comments before Nisha Moodley's post was one from Robin Weir, mother of a seven-month-old boy, adding, We do this too. It makes it feel more like we're doing things with him rather than to him. Ay, ay, ay. Moodley's post gained so much ground that she was interviewed by Yahoo Beauty. She told Yahoo Beauty, I don't ever want my son to be a sexual perpetrator or the victim of one. And the best thing I can do is honor his choices about his own body. No, the best thing you can do is bring him up with biblical instruction concerning respect for other people, respect for women, and so on and so forth. That's how you inoculate a male child against this so-called rape culture. 
Asking a seven-day-old child, is it okay if I pick you up and feeling for his yes, that, that is delusional. I mean, the, you know, I am a psychologist, folks, and I really don't believe in psychology. I think it's bogus. I think it's, you know, blarney, 99.9% of it anyway. But I am qualified because I am a psychologist to identify when people are being delusional. And this is absolutely delusional. So Moodley goes on to say, I also want him to pay attention to his instincts. See, all of this is new age language, folks. This is blah, 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 blah. But all these new age people, when they hear this stuff, they all go, oh, yes, yes. They all nod their heads and jump up and down and clap their hands and so on and so forth. I also want him to pay attention to his instincts and forcing physical touch. What she means is picking up an infant without first asking an infant if it's okay if you pick him up and supposedly feeling for his yes, it's okay, mom, that you pick me up, could interfere with that, Moodley says. And then she adds, there have been times when Raven has responded by reaching his arms out for a hug or turning his head or body away. Okay, so if you need to leave the house to run an important errand and you need to take your infant child with you and you ask your infant child, six months old, is it okay if I pick you up? and he turns his head away, this means, no, it's not okay. And I guess that means, folks, that you should not run your important errand, that you should stay home until he says yes to the question by reaching his arms out toward you. And then Yahoo News quoted parenting expert Sharon Silver, who, guess what, lives in California, Who supports Moody? Sharon Silver says the idea is part of the wonderful recourse of infant educarers, parenting philosophy, which is essentially respecting a child's timetable. Now, listen to this, folks. This is absolutely meaningless, but this is how progressives talk. They talk in blah, 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 and you're supposed to be impressed by this. And you're supposed to act as if you understand what this person is talking about. Now, this is what they do. This is what I mean by they jump up and down and clap their hands and go, oh, yes, yes. This is what parenting expert, California parenting expert Sharon Silver says. This idea is part of the wonderful recourse of infant educarers, parenting philosophy, which is essentially respecting a child's timetable and allowing him or her to participate in the full range of experiences as the result of a decision. It's the underlying premise of positive parenting. Well, I didn't understand a word of that. What is the underlying premise of positive parenting? Respecting a child's timetable and allowing him or her to participate in the full range of experiences as the result of a decision. And then a parenting expert from California, 
Sharon Silver says that uh, the basic principles of recourse of infant educarers is to demonstrate our respect every time we interact with a baby. Respecting a child means treating even the youngest infant as a unique human being, not as an object. All right, folks, I'm going to wrap this up by saying that babble, even when it comes from a so-called parenting expert, is still babble. Praise God that uh, we Christians have been given a set of instructions that keep us walking in a straight line. So anyway, the show's called Because I Said So, and thanks to American Family Radio for allowing me to do this every week, Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Central, and so on and so forth. Thanks for joining us. God bless you all, and hope you can join us again next week.